welcome to the DMF. I am your host, Justin Yonts, and this is episode 73. And this is the wrestling show. And I'm going to talk about, well, I'm going to talk about, quite frankly, why Peacock sucks. I'm going to talk about AEW. I'm going to talk about Raw, SmackDown, and I'm going to talk about Raw moments. So stay tuned. So, let's talk about why Peacock sucks. Here's my problem. So, the WWE Network, they started the migration over to Peacock, which means Peacock will be the WWE hub, which, all right, let's look at it. We're going to go through it right now. So, I'm going on to the Peacock app. I'm going to show you this. Now, the first thing you get is a trending. There's channels. There's browse. Now, if we click on Browse, and we go to these top categories right here, and we click on WWE, that will bring us into the WWE Hub. Now, here we have um, The Birth of the Stunner, WWE Fastlane 2021, NXT, The Day Of. These are just kind of like the little things on the top of uh, the, the bumper there. Then we go down here, we have Originals. We have featured series. Oh, wait, that's that's actually new. That's actually not bad. Okay, that's, that's kind of good. That's kind of like the WWE Network. So now if we click on WWE Raw, unfortunately, they only go up to 14 seasons, which is unfortunate because I want to see all the seasons. Uh, we have live and upcoming. Then we go down here. We have pay-per-view specials. Now, here's my problem with the pay-per-view specials. When you click on Royal Rumble and you want to watch, uh, you know, thing, it has them all under season. So you have, like, season 34, season 33. I'm like, nobody wants to search through it by season. Like, season 10 would be 1997 Royal Rumble. You know, so they've got to fix that. Hopefully, they'll fix that soon. Uh, because that's frustrating. Uh, we have another bumper here called Stone Cold Said So, which has got a bunch of um, little things there. That's not bad. Then we have WWE, WCW series and specials, and that has the ECW and the WCW. Then we have the People's Picks, which has the Rundown and Young Rock. Then we have Recently Added. We have WWE Superstar Playlist, Women of WWE, The Attitude Era, The Road to WrestleMania, No Guts, No Glory, Share Shows and Events A to Z, which, you know, just shows they still don't have very many. They really need to continue to fix this. But my frustrations with this is they made this deal like three weeks ago, and now they think they're just going to shove all this stuff on here, and we're supposed to wait till September to watch this? September to have the full thing? Now, the great compromise would be leave the regular WWE network up so people can still use that as well as and keep all the new things coming to the Peacock. So the WWE network would just be a hub for old things and the Peacock would just be for the new things until they've got everything set up. Because this is just frustrating. So we're supposed to like pay for four months till August, till they've set this whole thing up. I mean, they don't have a pause button on here. 
One thing I do like is I like the uh, the channel. Uh, the WWE channel's not bad. So, you know, they've actually got a lot of stuff like um, Royal Rumble. Wow. Showing WrestleMania 30, WrestleMania 32. So it's not bad. I kind of like it because it's... Um, it doesn't look like it's programmed just by WWE Network, the original WWE Network. Because if we go to the old WWE Network, which we still have here, let's look at what their programming was for today. And it's all just... Let's see here. What would we have for today? Let's see here. Um... Okay, watch now. So yeah, we'd have Heaven, all this other stuff. They just have 15... They just show the Broken Skull Sessions every single minute of every day, it feels like. So I like the programming of the channels that Peacock is doing because it seems like they're actually taking into account what fans would actually want to see. So that's some good positives here. But the other, the bad thing is they can't put everything under season and things like that. It's, it's not a television show. They can't just do that. So hopefully they'll fix this and it'll all be um, ready soon, maybe in a month or so. It'll be pretty good. That would be nice. So that's all I've got to say about that. And when we come back, I will talk about AEW Dynamite. AEW. So we have probably one of the best women's matches you will ever see. And this was the Lights Out match. This was what they promoted as the main event of AEW Dynamite this week. And it was um, Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker. Dr. Britt Baker. And they had a Lights Out match. And oh my, what an amazing match. If You've never seen women on the national stage bleed before. And here, they did not just bleed. They bled, as some would say, the crimson mask. The, you know, just the faucet of blood. You know, ladder shots. Stiff. Hard-hitting. They brought out thumbtacks. It was gory. It was violent. It said everything that WWE would never do with their women or with their men for that matter. And Dr. Britt Baker, she lost the Thunder Rosa, but what an amazing match. They both came out of it looking like stars as far as I'm concerned. Um, I guess Thunder Rosa has to face Hirokar Shida, and I think she kind of needs to win, um, but maybe not. This is AEW. They plan things out really well. But Dr. Britt Baker, wow, she showed she's a star. And she knows what she's doing. I was so impressed with this match. I, I couldn't believe the level of violence they went to with women. And it was impressive. And it was downright gory. And it was messy. And they did exactly what needed to happen there. And they were not afraid to go there. And this was, you know, this was a long match. And it was stiff shots and as I said, thumbtack spots, blood, everything you don't see in WWE. And you would never see blood in a WWE match, especially with women. So they set themselves apart. I thought this was one of the best um, 
This is definitely probably the best match, the best women's match in AEW history. And this, to me, really puts the women center stage here and shows that they can be just as good as the men in AEW. And they needed to have this match, and they needed to deliver, and they did. And I think all eyes now are on the women now, and the women are going to really start to shine. So they need to just pick up the pace and just go with it because they set the table here. They set the table for some great stuff, and I am very impressed with AEW Dynamite. Now let's move on to the next thing that happened. We had the Pinnacle promo. We had MJF delivering the promo. He had FTR, Wardlow, Tully Blanchard, Sean Spears all in the ring, and he called them the Pinnacle, and he cut the greatest promo. Really good, setting the table for who he is and saying that I'm, and he said at the very end, I'm better than you, and you know it. And he said it was so hard for him to sit there and talk about how great Jericho was and think of him as the GOAT when he knew he was the greatest. It's such a good hail promo. It sets the table. It sets the stage for the inner circle to be baby faces. This was a tremendous promo. I I can't wait. MJF continues to improve and I just I thought this was great. It you know, he he showed he can lead a faction and this is the way to do it. The next thing that happened was we had the Good Brothers versus Kingston and Moxley. Um, wow, I can't remember who actually won this match. So we're going to have to see here. I, my notes don't have it here. But this was a hard-hitting match. Um, it, uh, it wasn't, it's not as memorable, I would say, as the, um, as the Doctor. Dr. Britt Baker, Thunder Rosa, which I don't think I'm ever going to forget. And just an amazing, amazing match. Um, but, yeah. Wow. So good. Uh, yeah, the Good Brothers. Um, let's see here. There we had, yeah. Uh, Moxie and Kingston won. They won in uh, 10 minutes. Um, yeah, Mox. Yeah, why well, don't I remember? Yeah, now I remember. The Mox got the cradle on um on Anderson and then afterwards um Kenny Omega and uh, Don Callis came out and they beat the crap out of Kingston and Moxley and they did you know the Pillman spot with the chair and everything and they were going to do it again and the Bucks came out and it looks like the Bucks are going to be the thorn in Omega's side as they did not um they were not cool with this so this was kind of um, an interesting little thing here. Because it looks like... Um, yeah. Yeah, it looks like the... Yeah, the Bucks... Yeah. Yeah, the Bucks turned down the group and... Um, Kenny was... Kenny was angry and, you know... This set, I like this because this sets up the Bucks and um, I I think the Good Brothers, which is gonna probably be the next program for them. Um, Shivani interviewed Sting and Darby Allen and uh, Brian Cage. I think has turned face as he said that you know you earned my respect, Sting, 
Um, good stuff. So it's probably going to be Sting and, uh, and Brian Cage versus, um, versus Lance Archer and um, somebody else. Probably somebody from uh, Team Taz, maybe Ricky Starks. Because they were pretty upset with um, him doing uh, what he did. So I thought this was a good dynamite. We got a little promo in the back from uh, Christian Cage, who said, you know, he wants to, you know, he wants the title, but you know, he's gonna earn it. Also, we had Miro, who looks like he's breaking up with Kip Sabian, and he wants the title. He wants the world title, and he looks serious. And I like what they're doing. A lot of good stuff here. And yeah, AEW, they just um, continue, continue to impress. And when we come back. We'll talk about W. Well, this is going to be kind of a short uh, WWE thing because I thought Raw was awful and SmackDown was only okay. Raw, nothing really happened here. Um, we found out that you know Drew McIntyre and Sheamus are gonna are gonna fight, and we found out that Drew McIntyre is facing Bobby Lashley at uh, WrestleMania. So that's something interesting. Um, the only big uh, thing of note here on Raw was uh, Shane challenged uh, Sh Shane and Braun Strowman had a match where uh, Shane used a television camera and got the better of Braun Strowman, which is just amazing that they're gonna make a giant look look subservient to Shane, and then Shane dumped green slime on him, two buckets of it. And apparently they're going to fight at Fastlane, which to me is just like, if Braun Strowman doesn't just like kill Shane McMahon in like two minutes, it, it's the wrong move. Because they've just made him look so dumb and so weak. Um, Sheamus and Lashley were the main event. Lashley ended up winning with the spear, one, two, three. Um, so they're setting up Lashley and Drew McIntyre. It should be a, should be a good match because I, we haven't seen it. Um, so I'm excited to see what they do there, but the Shane and Braun Strowman stuff just awful. Um, Alexa Bliss challenged Randy Orton to a match, so I gotta believe that Randy Orton and the Fiend are going to have a face-off. If they don't, I don't know when they're doing it, and I gotta imagine the Fiend is gonna look different, seeing as he was burned alive. So hopefully he's got like a new mask or something new and looks really cool, but... Who knows? Um, let's talk about SmackDown. This was kind of a boring SmackDown. I didn't really care that much about it. I liked the uh, the two things that I liked on it were um, the promo that Daniel Bryan cut on uh, with Roman Reigns on the stage. And Daniel Bryan said that, you know, he is going to do everything he can to make him tap out or pass out because he is going to be the champion. He is going to be the universal champion at the end of the night. And I thought it was really good because Roman came out and was just like, you don't have a chance. You got as much chance of lightning coming out of your butt than you do of um, of you beating me. And it was really good because, you know, Daniel Bryan just, you know, he got in his face and he was just like, look, you know, my only fear is that you don't die because of how hard I'm going to go after you. Really good. I, I like this. This made this um, this match seem very important. And Daniel Bryan is so good at that. And that's why Daniel Bryan needs to be in the main event at WrestleMania with Roman Reigns and Edge. Which brings us to the main event, which was Edge versus Jey Uso. 
I hate to say this, but I don't know how else to say it. Edge looks old. He looks really old, and it's kind of sad to watch, but I don't know what else to say. He looks old. Uh, he he beat uh, Jey Uso with the spear. His spear is awful compared to Roman Reigns' spear. I don't know what they're doing. He had um, new tights. His tights look like they were um, the North Carolina Tar Heel colors, seeing as he does live in North Carolina now, so I think that was a little tribute there. Um, but yeah, so Edge will be the special enforcer in the Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan match. And the winner will be the champion. So hopefully Daniel Bryan comes out of this looking good and he gets to be put into the main event because he needs to be in there. Oh, and then Sami Zayn uh, did the hell of a kick on uh, Kevin Owens. So it looks like we're going to have Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens for the 90th time at WrestleMania. Ooh, I can't wait. Um, but yeah, Edge looks old. I, I feel bad saying that because, you know, he's really trying hard. It's not like, it's not like it's anything he's done, but it just is. Um, but I think the, the, the ideal match would be Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan versus Edge. Everybody wins. They, I think they would put on a great match and I think that's where they need to go, but we don't know. But Fastlane is this Sunday and we will find out what the plans are for WrestleMania. And I still think um, that Triple H is going to get involved. Oh, and um, the New Day won the tag titles back on Raw, and they're going to be facing Omos and uh, AJ Styles. So they're doing Sean and uh, Diesel. And that will happen at WrestleMania. So I don't know. I do still imagine, though, Triple H is going to be involved at this WrestleMania, but I don't know. But kind of think he is. Oh, and, um, and then Edge, um, you know, Big E and, and Apollo Crews had, like, kind of a face-off thing. It was kind of okay, and it was kind of dumb. But uh, that's what I want to see happen at Fastlane. And when we come back, I will end with my f one, of a, one of my favorite Raw moments. So stay tuned. So my raw moment this week is Punk returning, and I will set the stage. This is raw. It is July 25, 2011, or July 25th, 2011, and on this, uh, well, I'll set the stage here. At Money in the Bank 2011, Punk won the championship from... John Cena, and ran away with it. And so Vince was fired the next week on Raw, and Triple H assumed control. And then we had, and we made, they made a match for the vacant title on Raw with Rey Mysterio versus The Miz. Rey Mysterio won, so he won the WWE title. And then Cena challenged him that night and beat him. So all's well that ends well. Look. It's the same stuff. Um, then, new music hits. Music we haven't heard before, but people that know ROH know this song. And this is the first time we hear um, Cult of Personality. 
and they don't show anything on the Titantron for like two minutes, and then all of a sudden, Punk's logo appears on there, and you hear this huge pop, and he comes out with the WWE title, and he stands next to Cena, who's got the fake title, and we've got the two champions uh, battling it out, but what I like about this moment is this was, you know, well, Punk came back, but he got the new music. He had been using, you know, this the this fire burns uh, from Kill Switch, uh, and then now he has moved on to Cult of Personality by living, uh, you know, living dang living dangerously. Is that, is that the name of the band? I can't remember the band who does Cult of Personality. It's been so long. Um, but you hear that song. And when it when it played, I mean, I knew it, Living Color. <laughs> what did I say? I, I said, Living Dangerous. <laughs> I meant Living Color. Uh, living Color's uh, cult personality. And he used this in uh, ROH. But when he came out in ROH, he came out with the first, the... Um, the um, the Nancy Sinatra theme from uh, uh, from Kill Bill, that like and then you would hear the cult of personality music hit, and he would come out. Whereas here it's WWE, so they have to always put their own little twist on it. So we didn't have like that static sound yet. It was just cult of personality playing and like nobody knew what it was although you know real punk fans know what it was i mean because you watched if you knew him from roh you knew that song and he came out and it was such a cool moment as punk was back he was the champion and they were like off to the races with the summer of punk now this did not go as well as we all hoped it would it didn't make uh, Punk the top guy that he should have been, but it was a great beginning. Punk wins the title from John Cena at Money in the Bank in Chicago, Illinois, and then the next night, you know, he's not there. And then he came out like at Comic Con and challenged people and stuff, and they should have just kept him doing that a little bit longer. But here they used this, you know, a week later to bring him back because they wanted him for SummerSlam with John Cena. Which was, you know, a good way, but they don't have any ideas, and it would have been much better as a long-term story, because Punk was red hot. He was the hottest guy in the company, and once again, this company squandered the opportunity. So watching, uh, watching Punk come out to Cult of Personality for the first time is such an awesome moment to me, and one of my favorite moments. I just love, I love listening to that crowd when they finally realize it's Punk, um, as I said, ROH fans know who he is, Ring of Honor, because that's the song he came out to before he signed his WWE contract on the ROH title. It's one of the coolest moments in ROH, and here he is bringing that music in. So it, the punk of ROH is kind of blending with the WWE punk. The only problem is we don't get the Pepsi plunge, but... It's probably not good on his knees, and we know Triple H could never do the pedigree from the top rope. But the Pepsi plunge was a pedigree from the top rope, and Punk did that, and that was his move. But, um, yeah, so one of my favorite moments of Raw.
and I suggest you go and watch it before, um, well, who knows if we're going to be able to watch it. I mean, I think it's still on there, but we don't know. But let's hope the WWE Network falls in line and works well, but I don't know. I think it might be several months before we get it. So I want to say thank you for listening, as always. You can reach me at my handle, at Justin Yachts, and I will see you next time on the D M. F.